Hi there, everyone. I'm Gwen Jones, and welcome to this week's episode of the I'm a Rotarian podcast, the weekly podcast where I introduce you to amazing people that proudly call themselves Rotarians. Well, this week, it's the battle of the podcasters. That's right. One podcaster is going to interview another podcaster. Well, not really. I mean, she does get one question in. And who is this mysterious podcaster? Brittany Arthur, of course. She's got an amazing podcast about doing business in Japan. And I have a pretty cool podcast about Rotarians, just like her. So join me, won't you? Brittany Arthur is joining me on this week's podcast. And as usual, I am so happy that you've joined us. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. It is so awesome to have you with me. And today... This one's going to be interesting. Brittany Arthur is my guest. And if you know your way around Rotary or business, you've seen her beautiful face all over the place. And she's a podcaster. So this is a podcaster interviewing a podcaster. And supposedly my questions are the big questions, but you never know. Brittany could throw them right back at me. So we're not quite sure where this is going to end up. But uh, at the end of the day, it's still going to go up on my podcast site. But who knows what we could talk about? It's podcaster against podcaster today. Brittany, thank you so much for joining me. I love Gwen, you. Thank you for having me. Thank <laughs> you. And let me make it clear that your podcast is different than mine. We are both Rotarians. However, mm-hmm. your podcast, so everybody can download and everybody can subscribe mm-hmm. and everybody can do the things that I ask you to do for my po- podcast is called Business Karaoke. Uh-huh. That's and right. tell us about your podcast. So the Business Karaoke podcast is essentially where everyone comes together and sings. No, that's not what right. In Japanese. <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> that's what Business Karaoke is. No, that's not what <laughs> Karaoke is. Business Karaoke is the space in the air where Japanese people and global people come together uh, and we talk about essentially doing business in Japan and we talk about it from a Japanese lens, we talk about it from a global lens uh, and we go through some really interesting topics. We go through everything from kind of that really standard stuff like business and digital transformation but then we also dig deeper into people transformation. And, wow. you know, you mentioned that, you know, we're both podcasters, but I promise you the business character podcast and your podcast with Rotary in terms of like changing Rotary, making it more relevant. There's mm-hmm. so much, uh, in common, especially when it comes to, uh, mindset shifts when it comes to, um, I don't want to say breaking traditions in a negative way, but is in rethinking, reliving traditions. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm super looking forward to talking to you. Wow. Well, and I actually like the way that you said rethinking or or changing traditions. I know we had just a few seconds to talk about this before we started recording. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you, I can tell by the accent that you are definitely not Japanese. Where (laughs) where are you from? (laughs) So I have the strangest accent. The only other person that has like a more strange accent than myself is probably Elon Musk. He's the only other weird accent person. So I'm originally Australian. Um, However, I did. Yeah, I'm originally Australian. um, But I did spend a lot of kind of my university years kind of growing up in Japan. uh, And then I spent eight years in Germany. So people often say said to me in Germany, hey, um, your English is just so good. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. And that's so weird. Why? and, And then now I somehow have this like weird German twang. So in terms of, um, yeah, I'd never get a job at like the CIA. You know what I mean? They're like this, you can't trust. There's like too many accents going on. 
Uh, well, okay. So, but you're working with, like I said, those Japanese traditions, which are literally mm-hmm. thousands of years old. Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I, you know, here in the States, we, we think we're so big and badass and we've barely been around for 250 years. So uh-huh. how do you go forth and change a literally century old business practice? Yeah, super great question, Gwen. Uh, And I'll give you maybe two lenses, one being the simple lens, and then we can kind of dive a little deeper. The first lens is, is that we have to take the essence, the essence of that tradition, and we have to translate that into a digital world, right? That's kind Uh, of what we need to do. And then, so if we unpack that, what does that look like? So if we take something, for example, one thing that um, Japan or Japanese business practice is uh, often criticized on is, and also let's remember this is a rotary podcast and everyone just take the word Japan, replace it for rotary. And it's the exact <laughs> same thing, everybody. Just a um, few centuries younger. Same thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, guys, well, let's be honest. All stuff about women in Rotary. We can mm-hmm. talk about women in the workplace in Japan. It's the same thing. Um, we can talk about this kind of like elitist culture. We've all kind of dealt with that in Rotary as well as in changing sure. kind of the face of that. So uh, bear with me when I say Japan, you can play, replace it for Rotary and I'm sure we're not that far off. So if we take, for example... Uh, the, as, as again, one thing that Japan has kind of been, um, quite criticized on is this idea of like consensus, consensus building and mm-hmm. kind of just going ahead, saying yes, moving forward. And we've seen that, you know, actually translate into some real disasters, i.e. the Fukushima disaster. One oh, of the yeah. reasons why, you know, we had our issues was that the, the, the maintenance of the Fukushima nuclear power plant were, was not truthfully reported. Um, or for example, we see things like, you know, huge projects, um, for example, that, you know, Japan can execute is because they can get a, a hundred people on a team kind of under consensus, right? So, you know, we've kind of seen right. the positive and the negatives um, of these things. But if we think about what that means today, if we think about staying relevant in, in your business, if we think about staying relevant as a rotary club, uh, what that means is you have to make sure that this idea of like feeling belonging. So if we think about right. what does it mean to be connected? What is this idea of like consensus? Does consensus in Japan just mean that everyone says yes? Or does it mean that everybody or that nobody says no? Right. That's kind of the first thing you have to look at. So in right. your, in your rotary club, are you trying, are you aiming for everyone to say yes? Or is it enough that no one says no? So then we have that point. So what we have to kind of do is take that. And then think how can or how might we be able to translate this essentially good thing, right? This essential thing of, okay, consensus, the group matters, people matter, people's opinions matter. How might we be able to take that, rethink that, reframe that, and then make it relevant in our digital world? And so, for example, if we're able to take that team building aspect, but we're able to do it in a way that it's meaningful for our businesses of today, of our Rotary Clubs of today, then we have to ask people, okay, what are our challenges? How might we be able to then approach them? And then how might we be able to use the diversity of not only people, you know, like religion, thought, gender, but also um, just just different ways of approaching things, you know, right. um, I'm sure a Chinese lawyer has more in common with the Taiwanese lawyer or American lawyer than they would with like a Chinese marketer. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's not right. nationality isn't always the thing that connects you. Right. Um, so what we do is 
then we take that essence of the culture and then this is where kind of iteration comes in. This is where it's important to have that agile mindset to be able to move forward. And it's also true for your Rotary Club. Think about what makes our Rotary Club great at its core. It's not that you meet at 12 o'clock. It's not the, right. the place that you meet. Think about the core, the key of that thing, and then tr- rethink how you might be able to live that in a modern world. And this is equally true for business in Japan as it is in Rotary. Wow. So look it up, my listeners out there, business karaoke. Uh, it sounds like it sounds fascinating. And I am a podcast yeah. junkie. So uh, look for a new subscriber as soon as we're done with all this. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm you. excited. So and we'll um, we'll link to your podcast uh, on all the websites. So all my all my folks out there, go ahead and listen to that and you'll you'll see a link for that. I want to, but, but we do have our 10 questions. So we got to do them. I'm ready. We got to do them. I'm ready. All right. So the first one that everybody knows about is the initial question is, uh, you know, what's your earliest recollection with Rotary and Mm -hmm. why did you want to be a Rotarian? Okay. Um, well, let's, if we kind of like reframe it, cause I'm sure that, you know, I have to remember that I'm not the interviewer in this. I'm the interviewee. You know? I know so you're, I you're so far you're doing excellent. So far you're doing excellent. Am I? Yes. You're doing um, great. And I have a daughter your age. Lo- so, so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really? old over here. So <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> there no. you go. So, so my, what my important, what my interesting thing, or the thing that I'm most interested in is not how you came to Rotary. It's why you stayed. Right. That's ah. for me, the thing. So right? how many years have you been so in Rotary? You've stayed. Oh, well, so like how many a years? Rotarian, a Rotarian. Like, I, well, big R. Like the, like the whole journey thing. Like the big R one. The big R one. I was one. a Rotary actor before that as well. I was oh, a Rotary actor okay. before that. And before so that, I was an ambassadorial scholar. So I have like a weird journey. So you're so a little the, R the and a big absolute- R. Yes. Well, let's, let's go this. Well, for, like, so to answer your question, my first um, memory of Rotary is that I was um, a I went to an all girls Catholic school in Melbourne and in Melbourne, Australia. And we had a Japanese exchange student come to my school. And because the Rotary Club at that time had the majority of male members, they couldn't just, you know, go past and like check on her and like see how she was doing. And at the school, they asked me, oh, we're having like this Japanese exchange student. And at that time I was already like super passionate about Japan. I thought, oh my gosh, this is the first time I'll be able to see the language in a real life person. Because I don't know what it was like for you guys, but like, uh, we like Australia at that time, like we had a lot of diversity, I guess, but I didn't know any Japanese people. Like I knew some people whose like grandparents came from Vietnam or something like that, but I didn't know any like Japanese people. Mm-hmm. And, um, this was the first time that I had never met kind of like someone who spoke this language that I was like super passionate about. And I was able ah. to see it like live in front of me and that was super Conversationally cool. as and opposed to exactly. in a book. Yeah. Right. Okay. Exactly. And then she said to me, Hey, what are you doing? Like on Wednesday for on Wednesday, I have to go to this thing and I don't want to go. And I was like, well, if you don't want to go, why should I go? <laughs> and she said, well, there'll be free food. And I was like, okay, tell me more. Um, and she said, it's this thing called like a rotary club. I'll tell you kind of when we get there. Long story short, this one hour lunch meeting that I went to, I learned more than I think I had up until that point at school. And I loved school. I was like a super big learner, but being at the table, listening to people, having like a doctor, having someone who ran an engineering company, having, you know, an accountant sitting at a table, just talking and sharing ideas and perspectives. And then also hearing about something social. We had a guest speaker. 
Right. And then I remember thinking, you know, this kind of is starting to kind of like really just switch um, my thoughts on what it means to be a successful business person or how you have to be to, to be a successful business person. And I thought, ah, oh, these people, I feel connected to these people. This idea of like business and things that you like when I was younger that I had was this, you know, you have to kind of be ruthless. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's hard because that's not me. I love people. Um, but right. I don't feel like I'm that kind of ruthless person. And then when I had this like, um, this interaction with the Rotarians who had incredibly successful businesses, but also really cared. I thought, ah, oh, you're my people. I could do this. This is right. Me. You got the kindness um, factor that yeah, you didn't get. Right. Yeah. Okay. I was like, this okay. is exactly, I love, I like, I love business. I love the people thing, but you guys have the kindness. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and treated me from day one with the utmost uh, respect. Like I, there was no such thing as like the kids table, go and sit over there at the kids table, like with the exchange <laughs> right. student right. It was you're sitting up the front, stand up and introduce yourself. You know, it was very, um, the Rotary Club of Cheltenham in district 1940 is like the Rotary Club of my heart, even though I've been in other Rotary clubs, this club is right. like the Rotary Club of my heart. Um, Your and they were love. the ones that... Yeah, they were the they were the one. They were like the original Cheryl Sandberg's for me. Even though they were uh, all men, they were the ones that taught me to lead in, lean in, mm-hmm. stand up, be kind. You know, really, that was like where I first learned it. So that was like when I was fifteen. Then they, you know, we stayed in touch even when um, the Japanese exchange student had gone back, and I kind of stayed and looked after each exchange student since. And then um, I went to Japan to study. They wrote me, you know, incredible um, references. And then when it came, when I when I graduated from my um, undergrad, they said, "Hey, there's this thing called an ambassadorial scholarship. We think you might be interested." Um, and at that time, I'd kind of been loosely affiliated with Rotary. Right. But I would say that was kind of when it, my my more formal role in Rotary, I would say, t- took place. Were yeah. you ever a Rotor actor? You bet. I was a Rotor oh, actor. Oh, okay. I also was All right, because I heard you 15 bet. and then I heard Rotor. So you were a Rotor actor. Yeah. So you did. But okay. it's, yeah, but I, was, but I was weird though, because I was an ambassador, a scholar, and then a Rotor actor, and then a Rotarian. Like I just threw it on its head. Like I became a Rotarian <laughs> first almost at like 15. That's what I was going to so say. Just, you were like a junior Rotarian at yeah, 15. Was, and then and then you kind of backed up and went the yeah, route that most people exactly. go. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I just, you know, as usual, like doing things differently just to keep people on their toes. So yeah, no, I, I had a different path and that's what it 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 sounds like. And it's, and, and I'm not going to try and place you under the same, uh, uh, umbrella as all, but usually Uh people of 35 and younger that are Rotarians, we'll say 35 to 45 that I have Uh talked to on the podcast are all about the service part of Rotary. That they came, some came in as exchange students, some came in as second or third generation Rotarians. But I have to admit, you're the first uh, of this 40 and under that are like, no, I came in it for the business. That I it's came really, to learn. It's like, to be old, honest, I came to learn. Okay. Yeah. All right. Came fair to learn. enough. Came, came to learn. Yeah. And it's just so happy. I mean, and then you go back to your podcast, which is also about business, that it's just right. You you have a fascinating are you an entrepreneur by by trade? Yes, I am. So there you have go. a business called oh. Design Thinking Trend. Yeah. No, that's okay. interesting, Gwen. So let's let's go. Let's let's d- d- like dig a little bit here. Okay, well. so let's go. Put a pin I, in it. Let's go. Here we go. Then <laughs> I I, I let I love that. I didn't know that I knew that Rotary did things, right? But I didn't know what those things were. So my first introduction to Rotary was not how the great service, it was actually the people. 
right? And people forget this. People think if we hide behind polio, if we hide behind these wonderful service projects, if you have a boring club, if you have a club of people that you would not invite to your birthday, wrong, guys, wrong. You've got the people at your club that you see weekly, whether it's online or offline or whatever, they've got to be incredible people because before our projects, before anything, it begins with us. And I think this is a little bit where people forget. So I came to learn. I I came for just like, you know, I I just came to like, yeah, just to learn, to see what was something was different. And then that certainly did. Then, you know, then I learned about the people and it wasn't until later that I learned about the service projects. But you're right. People do usually begin with service. I was going to say, well, and I would even say before relationships. Yeah. Cause we don't have any money. (laughs) So it's it's like they come for the service and through the service, they actually make some really cool relationships and friends. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. by the way, when they're old enough to actually earn some money and pay dues, they'll become Rotarians then is kind of you, this yeah, like weird backward sideways way that people get into rotary. Right. That's so then, exactly right. So it sounds to me like you were meant to be a Rotarian from like age 15, <laughs> but what does a Rotarian mean to you then? A Rotarian for me or who I am as a Rotarian is the best version of myself. Okay. Either or. So yeah. So I wear my pin all the time. Like I'm a pin, like, but I, I only ever wear one pin. I'm not one of these people that like goes and collects pins because I, I think that, I think that dilutes the brand, to be honest. I think we Uh-oh. just should have well, one pin. I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't let you know that I have a, of a, of a, I'm kind of a geek about pins. I, I give them away. So. Yeah. But then they're, but that's like a fun thing, but then they're more decorative. But in terms of like the logo, I think we oh. should just have one. So okay. I think we can have other pins to like play with. But like in terms of like represent like representative pins, I think it should just be the the rotary logo. So I wear my rotary logo all the time, and and you is know, it the classic one, to, like the classic circle? Yeah. Is that you're you're, you're yeah, just yeah, a yeah. classic circle pin? Okay, you got it, you got it. You're old school, and um, <laughs> oh yeah, it, and this is the thing: doing business in Japan and rotary, it's about taking those old like the definition of those like old school like traditions Traditions, right yeah and then reframing them to be relevant in our digital world and um so a rotarian for me is really just about being that best version of myself and you know reminders or cues help me do that so for example if i have my rotary pin on you know in back in the days when you know we used to like take the subway or something i used to stand up you know what i mean i have my pin on damn it even if i don't want to stand up like i have my pin on so i have to stand up you know what i mean so um (laughs) Being a rotary, being a rotarian is really about um, being that best version of yourself um, in, and then learning that and then in the service of others. So I think lots of people find um, that they'll, that they, uh, the service part of ro- rotary is essential, but also it's not simply about what you do, it's about who you are. And I think gotcha. rotary, was, that sometimes tends to, um, uh, isn't as much in the forefront. So it's Mm -hmm. not just about the work that we do. It's about who you are, you know, and it's about, you know, who you are in, in your daily life, you know? And Mm -hmm. so how do you think that Rotary got this, you know, image of being elitist and, um, you know, being all men? Well, it's because at some, at one point in history, that was true. Right. Right. It was exactly. true. It's what people saw. Right. So what we have to do in order to re or to make the face of Rotary relevant for our digital world, but still very much live those traditions is that we have to then not only do um, what Rotarians should do, but we mm-hmm. also have to be 
in our normal daily lives, what Rotarians can be. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I do have, I do have a quick question though, backing up. You did say, uh-huh. especially in your line of work, you work with people that you want to bring them into a digital age. You want to bring them into an, yeah. a new and amazing future, but you are dealing with amazing traditions, century old traditions. Oh, yeah. So Getting back to that, when it comes to Rotary, I mean, there are still clubs that have sergeant of arms that still pay, oh, yeah. pay fines that do all this. My club doesn't. We don't have a sergeant of arms. Uh, we don't do mm-hmm. fines uh, for happy thoughts. That's just one of our best times. Uh, we meet at cocktail hour and enjoy a cocktail with our at, at a winery, mm-hmm. no less. So uh, how do you bring a Rotarian club into the quote using your vernacular digital age? but still Mm -hmm. show respect for some of those old, fabulous traditions. So the question is you ask them what it looks like. You work with them. So you don't walk in and say, okay, guys, you need a Facebook group. Or, okay, guys, this is what you need to meet on Zoom, right? Right. We have to work in, and especially when it comes to whether it's um, their uh, zone coordinator, whether it's other people in the district, or even, you know, now um, that everyone's kind of used to working online, maybe it's even someone else from outside of your district, is that you have to say, okay, let me work with you in terms of what this might look like. How might you like to rethink or redesign your club? And this is really important. So it begins with asking them first, because at the end of the day, you can go in, and we've seen this many times. We've seen this not only internally with our internal processes and procedures, but we've also seen this with our service projects. If you go in and say, hey, Africa, hey, club, this is a really great thing, what you need. There you go. That's from your friends at Rotary. You're welcome. Bye. Well, where's the sustainability? Where's the ownership, right? So it's really about how might we be able to create an environment where this club can define what their club looks like in the future, right? So there's that. The second thing is you have clubs that say, we don't care. We're fine. So Absolutely, yeah. We like our traditions. We like the way it's been. So I treat these clubs the same way that I treat Japanese companies that say – Global market, optional. Women, optional. Optional. Yeah, people under 55, babies in the organization. Babies, babies, absolutely babies. babies. What do they know? You're 47 years old. Sit down, child. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I treat them the exact same way, which is I don't go there. I be, you know, we have such limited resources and such limited time that we have to begin with. Yes. We have to begin with the yes people. And then only, only when we're done serving the yes people, we can even think about convincing the no people. We just don't. And maybe you just, maybe you show them, maybe you convince them by just basic outcome. So keeping it to rotary, it's like. Yeah. Success in the success greatest stories. Right. You bet. Success yeah, stories I mean, are everything. Cause then you can say, well, we did this with this other club or we did this with this other business. Cause usually the no in Rotary and the no in Japan um, actually is quite similar in the, the no is not, I don't agree. The no is I don't know enough. Right. I don't know if I can trust you. So that's the no. Mm-hmm. really. So what we need to do is help them cross the chasm. How we do that is don't use them as your guinea pig. They're going to be a terrible pilot club. They're right. going to be a terrible pilot client. Forget it. Go with someone who's closer to yes, work with them, and then use that story as inspiration for other people. 
That's a great idea. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think um, on the podcast, you know, I had a, I had a conversation with Jennifer Jones and she was talking about. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Jennifer Jones. J.J. Yes. Jennifer Jones. Yes, it was great. my reason for being. <laughs> We're going to, okay, we'll isolate that little clip from the show. I'll have to send that to her. Um, but one thing that I thought was very funny is that she talked about the the brand center and that how mm-hmm. proud she was of this incredible mm-hmm. amount of work that they put together, which is now mm-hmm. celebrating almost 10 years in existence and hardly mm-hmm. anybody uses it. All right. Let me rephrase that. That's not fair. Not, but, or it's used, we but it never trickles. Leverage, all we could the, leverage it better. We could yeah, we could leverage it, it better. better. That's yeah. a fantastic business vernacular. Yes, I love that. We could, yeah, to the point that it's taken us 10 years for everybody to actually have our right insignia mm-hmm. for our name next to the branding, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I, you're, we're going to, in, in Rotary Clubs, is it... <sighs> How do I just, how do I say this nicely? Is it too little, too late? I mean, if it's taken us 10 years to even get our name right, especially here in North America, is never it just too late? Never too if late. Okay. Plan, there's the if optimism. You're, if you're, if you're planning on packing it up and, and, you know, putting a foot, if you, even if you've got a foot in a grave, it's not too late. It's okay. never too late because as long as you plan to get up tomorrow, it's worth it. It's worth it. Okay. Today. There you go. You hear that I, clubs that never, aren't willing to do anything. It's never too late. Is it a shame? Have we, you know, missed opportunity? Yes. So yes. now that you've this, now that you've decided on the yes, you better work seventeen percent or seventeen thousand times harder, right. you know, than before because you you have you you don't have the equal start. You didn't start ten years ago. If right. your club is still using Comic Sans font on your flyers, you're, right. this is not good. This is not or good different news. fonts on the same flyer. Different or different colors on different the same colors. flyer. Yeah. You know, this is, this is, it's all about telling a cohesive or, or telling a, um, a cohesive unified story. Sure. And if you haven't done a good job of, at that, don't worry. But now's the time to get help, whether it's the brand center, whether it's other clubs, whether it's right. somebody else in your, and also if you, if that's not really what you've done well traditionally as a club, this is an incredible membership opportunity. Look to people in your uh, that's community. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. All about, yeah. all about recruiting. There you um, go. Think, think about, and then this is, all, and this is, if you really want to, you know, get people engaged saying, hi, we're a Rotary club and we do really great things. Do you want to come with us and do really great things? Ideally you would think that would be enough, but it's not. So if mm-hmm. you go to someone and say, Hey Gwen, you know what? Uh, we've seen that you're a podcaster and our club would, or our district is really interested in running a podcast. Imagine you're not a Rotarian. This is maybe essential for the story. Right. Um, <laughs> and we, and we, and we would love um, to have your voice and your, and your skills serve, but maybe in a different context, um, maybe that, that you hadn't thought about in terms of like volunteering. So we'd right. love to talk to you more about that more than, Hey Gwen, would you like to be a Rotarian? You're like, uh, but what yeah. does this require? This requires you putting in a little bit more effort into understanding the, who this person is. Mm. And you don't have to go and do incre- you know, a whole bunch of user research or anything. All you mm. have to do is say, hey, Gwen, what do you like to do? Yeah. What do you like? And then what do you, yeah. And it's a great idea. I also think for all the people that, um, and I know we've talked about branding and, and PI and some other podcasts. And one thing that I always love to add is, and it's not too late to learn. You know, I mean- I, I, 
I love learning new things and just falling on my face a few times. It's, it's a lot of fun. It, you know, and you get, you got to do the little ego check a little bit. Well, absolutely. Yeah, got that balance of I'm willing to learn, but does it mean that I'm then the executor of this project? Maybe not. Right. Right. But you at least need to be able to understand, or you need to at least be able to manage, help lead support right. that person who is doing it. So you need to be able to be conversive. That's absolutely. your level. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of like, you know, the person, uh, the parent or guardian that stands in the, in the pool when the little kid's jumping off the side, it's like, I'm going to be here. You're still going to get yeah. wet though. Your face yeah, is probably going to get jumping. in the water. You're jumping. You're the one jumping. Yeah, right. But you I'm could here. belly flop yeah. it, but I'm here. I'm here. Exactly. So um, let's talk about one of the, the things that, that actually people love in the podcast yeah. that we get the most comments about, and that's the four-way test. And there was uh-huh. actually a, a blog that just came out a couple weeks ago that basically said the four-way test is not your excuse to be a police officer. Uh-huh. I thought was very interesting. Um, but I ask you, what does the four-way test mean to you? Is it more esoteric? Is it something you just have? Or is it you're a good Catholic girl? So are those the rules and regulations, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. what does the four-way test mean to you? The four-way test for me is is a is more of a compass, right? So the four-way, gotcha. and so I love the I, I love this idea of that it's not about being a police officer because that means that it's it sounds to me like the police officer is more is going more for the no than for the yes. They're going for more uh, what you can't do versus what you can do. Whereas if you reframe the four-way test rather than being something that holds you back from doing all the t- terrible, sinful things that you want to do in your life, rather right. than thinking about it like that, if you think about it in terms of this is a compass that helps me get to the next yes. This is the com- compass that helps me get to my next um, my next goal, my next relationship, my next job, whatever that is. And if you think about the compass in terms of that, then it becomes more of a tool than kind uh, of yes. this like this kind of like um, you know um, intangible, you know, like almighty kind of rule book. And you're like, oh my gosh, what does that even mean? I right. like to think about it in terms of a compass and a tool that helps mm-hmm. me get to the next point. And, nice. and like myself when I get there, instead of being like, oh man. Oh, that's, now that's people. a new one. Yeah. I had to step on all these people to get here. Oh, well, at least I'm here. No, no, it's getting to that. It's using the compass as a tool and getting there and being happy with the person that you are. Cause I think we all know, and this is Gwen, just between you and me and our listeners and the internet. <laughs> we can, um, yeah, we can talk softly. That, yeah. It's just, yeah. So just talk softly. Um, that there's a lot of Rotarians who are not happy in themselves and then go for the no and telling everyone else what they should or shouldn't be doing. This is not it. Rotary is a place of joy. Service is joyful. Making the world a better place is joyful. Mm -hmm. And so when we think about it like that, we don't need to look for a rule book. We actually need to look for more ways to activate people, activate people. How can we help you achieve that next thing in your life? How can we help you get to that next step? Maybe it's a rotary goal. Maybe it's a business goal. Maybe it's a friendship goal. Maybe it's something else altogether. And so we have to look for more ways to help our Rotarians activate, you know, their decisions. I think a four-way test is a really great tool. Yeah, I do too. I, I have to admit, I think I've caught myself more than once kind of going, well, that was kind of 
crappy of you. Define you know? fair, I mean, though. But like, yeah, define yeah, fair. yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and then we have broken the the four ways down. You know, fair for all concerns. I've said this a million times that fair to all concerns may not mean you get what you want. Fair to yes, all concerns. Fair. You got it. You got it. For all my concerns. Yes. For all yes. Fair for all my concerns, all, isn't it? Uh, oh no, it's yeah. all concerned. Oh, all gee, concerned. that changes the game. I know. Damn. And as far as that, you know, building goodwill and better friendships, it's like, I don't think that's exactly building friendships. <laughs> you know, maybe I should, yeah. So I I I couldn't agree with you more. So changing topics a little bit here. Mm-hmm. You've been in. Rotary, well, as a big R Rotarian, as a little R Rotarian, as a wannabe Rotarian, as a mascot, as a all of the above. Has there been an inspirational moment that even if you think about it, as I'm asking this question, you sit there and go, yeah, that was cool. I still remember that one. And it puts a smile on your face. Is there one that kind of pops up for you? One is tough, but I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some themes. All right. themes. Themes. Okay. Theme one is that when the kind of the, the, the message has been, you know, that Rotarians haven't been taking younger Rotarians seriously or taking women seriously, that I've had the most incredible support, leadership support that I've had in Rotary have come from male Rotarians. Um, uh, and that have championed me that have, you know, really just, um, said women have a place in Rotary, young people have a place in Rotary and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Right. And that's, that's been, that was really cool to see how, see like a, to see how like a corporate infrastructure, um, is lived on a grassroots level. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like the other stuff that you're like, oh, that's really cool. You know, people think that, so I had an incredible opportunity where I was able to be the, I was a keynote speaker in Atlanta Mm -hmm. um, in 2017. And then in 2018, I emceed the Rotary International Convention and got to welcome Justin Trudeau and had to learn French in like 10 seconds. And because they told no, no me pressure. Like, as I was ready on go. the stage, yeah. <laughs> you, by the way, you have to introduce him in French. I'm like, literally that's, I have, I don't speak a word of French. Like you'll be fine. Um, <laughs> you know, so that like, I've had these moments, but they're less impactful, honestly, than, than sometimes you're sitting. It's like, imagine it's like one 30 in the morning because you've stayed up so long or it's six o'clock mm. in the morning and with someone at the front of a supermarket and cause you're about to, you know, do like a food donation run. And it's these conversations that you're like both, yeah. you know, you know, falling asleep into your coffee and you're talking and they, you know, <laughs> every muscle hurts, every muscle hurts. <laughs> and then, you know, and then someone says, why don't we take this to the district or why don't we do mm-hmm. this again? Or why don't we right. do this bigger? Right. Those moments for me are like, I'm literally getting like, um, uh, goosebumps, again. goosebumps like yeah. that's for yeah. yeah that's for me the moments that matter so much more than these like huge moments these stage worthy right. moments um because i promise you my rotary life has never changed with those big moments it's never right. been like i met justin trudeau or i was able to like be the mc right. of the you know for ian risley that was never the moments the moments are i'm sitting at a kitchen table with peter and marilyn murray from the rotary club of cheltenham 
And they say to me, Brittany, why don't you think about going to Germany for your Rotary Ambassadorial Scholarship? And I'm sitting right. at their table, you know, at their kitchen table. I, I didn't really have a lot of like guidance from my parents. Right. And so Rotarians were always the one for me that would come in and help me see like another way of doing things. So for me, these conversations, um, are, are my wow moments always, every time, no question, no keynote has ever even come to comparison with having those moments, even talking to you right now, these yeah. moments are it for me. Yeah, me too. It was, it's funny. I've, I've been talking, there's been a couple of people that have asked for me to speak about doing the podcast and the people that I've met. And because I live on a small island out in the middle of the Puget Sound here in Washington state, I mean, my rotary group can be this small little group. I, we only have about 40 people in our group. But because of this podcast, you know, I've talked to three different countries in Africa and Poland and, you know, Asia and South America. And it's like every single time I do these interviews, I'm like, wow, we are really effing cool. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. wow, you did what? You did how? Yeah. And you're going to do this now? And you're going to... And you had no money and you uh, had no support. And somehow within six weeks, you turned it around. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I yeah. just, you know, water projects in Malawi and uh, uh, two ladies that live on the island of St. Martin that are just like, we've decided we need a district position for environmental disaster because yeah. our country is falling into the ocean. And you're like, yeah. Whoa. And, you know, and so I go home and I I pick up trash on our, on our local streets and, and I love it. And I have just beloved friends in my rotary group, but there's something about doing these that it just kind of clicks you in to say, wow. Reminds you. Yeah. It reminds me. There's, it reminds you there's a group of people as nuts as you are. Absolutely. People as nuts as you are who think that, I'm going to pick up this trash. It's probably, there's probably going to be more trash there tomorrow, but I don't care. I'm picking up today. Right. Today, there won't be trash. And there are people who think like that. And, and that's why we're called Rotarians. And that's why we have this crazy connection that right. if someone says, I'm a Rotarian, all of a sudden they have this like, you know, um, this trust card. You know, like I've had Rotarians who have, like, I've never met before face to face. I've never met before, but somehow like we're connected like online. And one person was like stuck at an airport and this Rotarian wrote me and said, this was like pre-COVID, obviously no one's right. in any airports Airports anymore. these days, right. Um, yeah. And then said, Hey, this person I saw in this group was like, is stuck at an airport. And I saw that you are a mutual friend of theirs. Can you vouch for them? And if you can, I'll have, I'll let them stay in my house. This is about someone who I've like never met before and they've, I've never met them and they're happy. If I just write yes, Y-E-S, just type that in over the internet. They'll go save them. They're going to let someone, let someone save their house. house. You know what I mean? So, um, that's not everyone. Well, did you type yes? Yeah, they were okay person there. Okay. Okay. Like you can't, you can't leave the audience hanging. And did you type yes or did you yeah, say, fine. Yeah, no, I've fine. never seen this person they before in my life? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, my God. Fine. How funny. Okay. So we, we are a trustworthy bunch. I think the world needs more of us, quite frankly, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. So there are rotary clubs all over the world. Where else have you been? Mm-hmm. What other rotary you clubs? You mean like where been? I, 
Like, yeah, wh- whether, whether, have you been to other Rotary clubs? And if so, where have you been? Yeah. 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 So I've been, I've been too lucky in my life. I have, there's no reason, there's no rhyme or reason why people are this nice to me in Rotary. There's no, there's none. Well, you're a um, very unlikable totally, person, but yeah. it's totally unfounded. It's totally unfounded. Oh, I don't think it's unfounded. Before, I, I used, I used to talk about Rotary and youth, but I can't talk about youth anymore because I'm <laughs> pushing the youth. The youth side. Pull, of things hey, a little bit. girl, you put you push that youth for all it's for. <laughs> push it for so all I it's for. Do, I used I used to do a lot of talking on, on kind of rotary kind of in youth. So I, it region it originally where did that kind of all this begin? So originally I did quite a lot in um, being in Germany and then being in Rotaract. It is like being in a travel agency, Gwen. They're like, okay, next weekend there's a this in Poland, and the week after that there's a Rotary or there's hop a, a train. There's a we Euro now need you in such and such. Yuko, yeah. There's a Yuko in Milan, and then after that we're going here. And of course, because everything is kind of like connected, um, you know, with EasyJet or whatever, the trains used to be able to get places for like twenty five euros. You know what I mean? Like, and then right. everyone was somehow put up in this kind of like gymnasiums used to stay there. Um, so I've been so lucky to see a lot um, of Rotary clubs. Um, you know, obviously I've seen like Rotary clubs in my, my, I would say probably my, my most where I've spent most of my time has been uh, in, in Europe, uh, a little bit in Australia, so really just more my club. I'm a little more insular in Australia, right. um, Japan a little bit. And then I've also seen, I had the opportunity to sit, like to meet some of your US clubs, which are also so diverse and so interesting. Very different. Yeah. 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 Super. So I've seen, like um you're like uh like the pets on like the west coast so like okay. like near seattle like that area so i've met mm-hmm. some of those guys yeah really so and but there is this thing you walk into a room and you're like oh i felt this feeling before it feels yeah. it feels the same you know what so I mean? even though you've traveled all those places you walk in you see those same faces you see those same pins you see those same whatever and all of a sudden it's yeah. like oh okay like this the is european cool. yeah I the europeans this. like their suits yeah the europeans like their suits the americans a little bit more relaxed uh, you know it's always a little different well you have to come join us on woodby island cuz we're as bad as casual as you get we, I like we sit that yeah we drink a lot of wine and have a lot of fun so we have sir we talked about the four way test mm-hmm. we also have service above self we do. You like that? Yeah. What do you think about that one? Okay. I'm so I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. But she's adjusting in yes her and. chair for all yeah, of I'm, my- I'm so, yeah, I'm moving around. I'm, yes <laughs> moving and. around on that one. So, service above self is uh I think almost perfect. Almost perfect in terms of like a motto. I love it because service above self for me is always this idea of I'm always a better person when I'm in service of others. I will always show up on time for someone else, but I won't show up on time for myself. I will show, mm. you know, I'll, all this kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Right. I'll, I'll wake up at whatever. But if I'm meeting someone, I'm never late. Never but if late. I'm okay. just going, cause I've said to myself, I'm going at one, uh, maybe it's one ten. but if I'm doing it for somebody else, I'm always a better person. Right. You're um, at 1255. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah, especially being in <laughs> Germany so long. Um, but I recently heard, what happens if we reframed it 
from service above self to service through self. And I think mm. that was from Reed. Um, and the, the idea was, is that sometimes we use service above self almost as kind of like this noble badge of, of overwork. That yes. sometimes, and I think we've all had this in our rotary lives, that there's sometimes where we can give more. And I'm not talking money, I'm talking of yourself. Right. And there's times where you get, give less. Maybe you're right. going through a very hard time at, at work. Maybe you're getting married. Maybe you're getting divorced. Maybe you've just had a child. Maybe you've just lost a parent. And they're asking, gee, Gwen, why are you late on writing the newsletter this week? And you're like, give me a break. Right. Right. I've just lost my job this week or what, do you know what I mean? Like crazy stuff happens to people. So the idea is that this idea of surface above self, I think is aspirational. That idea that we are the best self, we are our best self in the service of others. Mm -hmm. I do think it is necessary or has become necessary, particularly even in, in like our COVID times to be in touch with yourself, have a little bit self, self-awareness, how you're going. Right. Right. Am I at my, am I at 98% level or am I at 67? Can I take on this project or will this project break me? Or, you know, like th- really be honest with yourself um, and think about, you know, your service. Because honestly, Rotary is not a sprint. It's a marathon. So right. we don't need, you know, don't, we don't need, we're, you're not serving anybody if you're the one who's doing the most projects. We don't need you doing the most projects. We need you the longest, you know? And so right. we, I'd much Amen. rather, yeah. I'd much rather you do 10 projects over a period of 20 years than do 50 in six 20 months projects and over leave- one year. <laughs> And then then leave disgruntled and burnt out, leaving disgruntled and burnt out. Don't need that. I need. And so this is why service above self love the idea, but maybe service through self or service. And then also balancing self-preservation, something like that. If we can work that in. And then I think we're like in three words or less, that'd be great. (laughs) <laughs> well, well this and it's is true. Why the service through self kind of is still three words. Yeah, and I, and I and I I have to say that's really intriguing. I've talked about I've interviewed people that the service above self can also be, you know, when you're on an airplane, they tell you to put the to put the mask on yourself mm. before to you help put other it people. on the yeah. yeah. To help other people. So it's it's it is it is interesting for sure. Well, we're almost wrapping up pretty soon. So I want to, mm-hmm. I want to ask a couple more questions and then you're a Let's podcaster. Go. If you want to ask me something, you can, it's only, it's only uh-huh. fair. I've been asking you all day, but how can, we're going to talk about the future a little bit. Uh-huh. Where do you think Rotary is going in the future and, and how do you think it can grow? I mean, so we're always I hearing need- about that. It needs to grow. It needs to grow. It needs to grow. Um, where do you see Rotary going? So I think like also, and I, it's even true for my Japanese companies is that they had more chance of survival in 2021 in their inception in like 1904. So Rotary under Paul Harris's leadership, um, and we have incredible leaders right now, especially, you know, um, like Rotary International President Holger Knack. And then obviously oh, yeah. my number one JJ coming in, you know, cannot <laughs> wait, um, <laughs> So I think that um, if we go back to the essence of Rotary, that's where the key is to future growth. It's not, you know, Rotary of like 1980 or 70 or whatever, or even right. you know, 
Rotary of the 2000s, it's go back to the essence of why Rotary grew in the first place. And that's where the key is. You don't have to look to the future and kind of guess with like look into a crystal ball and think what makes Rotary grow. No, look back. We have data. Look back and see what was it about Rotary in those times that made it grow. And, and what do you think it was? For sure, things like inclusion, for th- for sure, things like purpose, for sure, things like, you know, the idea of Rotary's in like changing things, changing roles. How, ma- how many people do we know that's been treasurer for like 25 years, guys? Oh, yeah. It didn't happen. This stuff, mm. this is this is not the original Rotary. Mm. So if we go back to the original Rotary, which is like changing roles every year, we I even know there's a there's a Rotary Club in Berlin <laughs> called, no, I won't say, I won't say the name, but long story short, the secretary either it's three generations or it's at least two that the, and it's like a, I don't know if it's a job, but for some reason, someone's fa- either it was someone's grandfather, then father, and now the son, or it was father and then now son, but the son is like 50. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not, um, it has been essentially right. running this rotary club in Berlin for like 50 years and it's a secretary, right? So that means this, this is an incredible fingerprint to leave on a club, right? And in terms of yes. up and, and different thought, I just think rather than, I think if we look back to Rotary history in the last 50 years, we're going to be in trouble. I think, you know, last week we turned 116 years old. We need to go yep. back to that first 50, go back to the first 50 years and see what we can take and what we can learn. And the last 50 years, um, Maybe there's some best practice, but I would say focus on the first 50 years. Where's Rotary going? I think we will see a drop in membership before we grow again, which isn't really? necessarily a bad thing. You know, sometimes when you're cleaning your house, it gets messier before it gets better. That's true. You got to take everything out of the closet before you can wipe down the closet and put everything back in kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that's kind of like a little bit where we're at and we have to be okay. And the thing is, this is where like um, sometimes Rotary International, they get like a little bit nervous because they lose antsy or whatever. Yeah. But like, honestly, you know, <laughs> Gwen, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to lose some people along the journey mm-hmm. and that's okay because they weren't living the ro- the vision of Rotary. They were living a routine like on a Wednesday. Uh, so they okay. weren't living Rotary. They were just living a routine. Oh, they no, just no. knew that Wednesday at nine o'clock or seven 30 in the morning, they met, you had They're lunch, nice you had breakfast, mm-hmm. you've met so there ready. for the last 30 years. That's just it. That's what we yeah. do. Yeah. That's a routine. That's not Rotary. So we're not losing Rotarians. We're losing people who thought it was their routine and that's it. So I think we'll see a little bit of a drop um, because there are going to be people who are not, uh, who have, an idea of Rotary um, that's just not relevant um, and that's okay. And Mm -hmm. I think that as Rotarians, both at a district level, whether you're the club president or whether you are, you know, um, on your club board or whether you're in a district board, um, that you have to just sit there, sit in the awkwardness and know that some are going to slip away and it's not always worth saving because, you know, we often think about, we often just, we often designed the rotary experience for the worst rotarian like 
Wow. That's a really interesting thought. Yeah. So like, well, for example, you know, like, like, let's even think like district, like a, like a district meeting or whatever, but what happens if someone only wants to come for an hour? What happens if someone only wants to come for half a day? Why should they have to pay like the whole day fee or whatever? You know, this standard conversation, we always designed the rotary experience for the worst Rotarian. Imagine if we designed the rotary experience for at least the average Rotarian or at least the the guy wants to come for at least four hours and not one hour. Let's just, I mean, we're not, you know, know, but we just sometimes dilute the experience so much and we almost got used to it. We almost got used to kind of like diluting. I would even argue and say some people have gotten used to it. Yeah. Yeah, The the fewest, the fewest voices that just happen to be louder, Mm. get more response Mm -hmm. from people in charge than the majority. What do we used to call it? The silent majority don't. Yeah, exactly. So I would say we need to start redefining the experience for not the worst Rotarian. Start redefining the the experience of like if you're average Rotarian. And if there's only that someone wants to come for an hour or, they, or they're, you know, below av- right. average in terms of their service or their engagement, well, you know, it's not up to you to make up the gap. They have to. Did you hear that? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, I love it. No, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And as I, and as far as new blood, I know in my particular club, I am the president elect. And one of the things that I did that I know kind of shook up people is mm-hmm. uh, I basically took half of the board that had people in it from for years and told them that, thank you for your service, but I'm going to bring in a whole bunch of new people. But do you know what, Gwen, that's the thing. You shouldn't have to do that. It should be, yeah. oh, new year, new people. Oh, New great. year, new people. Exactly. I should have, I should have had just a plethora of people that I could just pick from and have interests yeah. from. Do you have any, so podcaster, do you have mm. any questions for me? I promised you, I, I'd let you, I'd let you ask a question if you wanted. To. Yes. Well, I, for I, w- I would love to know. Oh, this idea uh, of the the rotary of the rotary podcast what do you wish rotarians would know like the these conversations that you've been having with other rotarians what do you wish that everyone in the rotary world knew from some of these conversations that you've been having that's a really good question and it's it's one that i go home at night and and usually after i usually feel very charged after these you know, it's like, it's oh, like yeah. a shot yeah. of adrenaline. And awesome. I see people that are in Rotary that have a hum-ha kind of attitude. And the reason why I started these podcasts is that over a million people have to be, there must be just like incredible stories in there. Mm-hmm. I did it to kind of prove that you're not alone. Even if you have a small club or you have a big club or that every single day, there are a group of people all over the world that are just being cool and mm-hmm. are just doing awesome stuff. Little things, big things, mm-hmm. ordinary things, ordinary mm-hmm. acts of goodwill mm-hmm. that sometimes it's just really important that we hear that, mm-hmm. especially in the podcast world. I could fill my podcast world with politics or I could fill it with stories or I could fill it with. And instead I chose to start a a weekly podcast about just ordinary people that proudly call themselves Rotarians and the little things they do. Some of the people I've had on are a little bit more famous than others, but none of them are more important 
than each other. There's not one, maybe they have different titles, Mm -hmm. but there isn't one Rotarian that I've ever had on that I feel is more important than another Rotarian that I've had on. Mm -hmm. And that, that was the whole idea of the podcast. I'm really proud to be a Rotarian. I wear my pin all the time. I, and then nothing's more flattering to me than somebody saying you're a Rotarian. And I go, yeah, I am. You want to know about it? We're pretty cool. We do all kinds of cool stuff. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I go. love that, and yeah. and that's and that's a, that's something really special. And I and I hope with these with uh, anyone who's listening um, to know that you're that person in your community, that yeah. person that people go, oh wow, that's cool, that's you, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think that's really exciting. You don't have to wait for anyone. You don't have to have any permission. You are it just by saying that you're a Rotarian, then doing what you can to make the world just a little bit better place. You're that cool person in your community. (laughs) Step up. You're cooler than you think you are. Right. Exactly. Oh, Brittany. I have another new friend. I always say at the end of these that I always end up having new friends. So I'm sure we will, we will keep in touch and uh, such an honor to meet you. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Thank you. And thank you for everyone who's listening and thank you for everyone in Rotary for the work that you do. Honestly, it's a cool, it's a crazy bunch but yeah, but- to be a part of it. Amen. <laughs> Thanks, hon. Bye. Yes, it is a crazy bunch. And yes, Brittany, we are really, really grateful and honored that you are a part of said bunch. Well, just like that, we've come to the end of our broadcast today, podcaster against podcaster. And yes, she even got a question into me. I did do an interview on this podcast a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It's been quite a few seasons since then. Maybe I'll have to come back around and have Brittany interview me. You never know. Well, like I said, we're here at the end. So the usual business, tell others people about the podcast, won't you? Have them download and subscribe. And if you have somebody that I should know about on the podcast, shoot me an email, rotarianpod at gmail.com. I also wanted to mention that not only am I on a podcast, but these days I'm also on the radio. Every Wednesday night, I have the honor of being on Rotary Radio UK. So check them out, won't you? Uh, You'll be able to hear my radio voice and my musical skills every Wednesday. All right, then. Until next week, still wear a mask. Come on, you guys. We can do this. We're really close. Stay socially distanced. And until next week, take care of yourself and the world around you. And we will hear you on the I'm Rotarian podcast. Take care, everybody.